Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Goodman Fry, watch us, MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T Fry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, Sasquatch and Wildcard Casinos giving away a Tesla. Yeah, that's their latest promotion. And with gas prices where they're at, a Tesla sounds pretty good right now, doesn't it? Now, if you don't want it, no problem. They'll give you over $33,000 in cash instead. Grand prize drawings, 4th of July weekend. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, for as much as I criticize Wayne Gretzky for his analysis during this series, and I'm sorry you can't push me off this mountain. I'm not wrong. He was a total homer for the Oilers. He did say something very nice about the Avalanche, which was he was asked, compare Kale McCarr to someone. Now, Rick Tockett, did you see this last night? No, I didn't. Rick Tockett compared McCarr to Paul Coffey and Scott Niedermeyer. Yeah, that, that I think that is very valid. Yeah. And then Gretzky said Bobby Orr, which is the king of the mountain when it comes to defensemen. I don't believe that McCarr is there yet. His career is still young. However, do you think, listen, I don't. the closest to Wayne Gretzky is probably Mario Lemieux. Is that fair? Or Brian Trotty. Okay. As a heady player. Okay. But with that, there is still a gap between one and two. Yes. Do you think by the time McCarr's career is over... He's 23 years old now. Right. By the time his career is over, if he continues on this trajectory, no, no major injuries, so on and so forth. If he continues on this trajectory, will there be that gap or will he be mentioned in the same sentence, do you believe, as Bobby Orr? Bobby Orr had significant injuries also. His career his was knees, shortened. His knees were absolutely trashed. His career trashed. was shortened and uh, marred by ba- ba- by his bad knees. Yep. And so it, w- it would enter into the equation if Kale McCarr suffers any run of major injuries or not. Well, who's, well I'll ask you, because, because you remember this better than I do, because you were covering sports back then, and I was a teenager. I remember Paul Coffey. He was really good. Right. I remember him more with the Red Wings. Peng- with the Penguins. Okay. I remember more yeah. with the Penguins and the Red Wings. Not so in nineteen eighty four, I think I was like fourteen. So and then you have Scott Niedermeyer, who I remember, but you watch the game more closely than me. When it's all said and done for Kale McCarr, is he more like or Niedermeyer, Coffee, or pick somebody else? Uh, I'll go coffee, Paul Coffee right now. I don't think he's quite in that realm with, with Bobby Orr. The great the transcendent greatness of Bobby Orr was just impossible to miss. And, oh. and McCarr is, it, it has been that noticeable and that impressive so far, but I'd have to give him a couple of years before 
we can seriously. Well, no, but I'm saying on his trajectory. I'm saying on his trajectory. Yes, that he's I on. would say yes if you're basing it solely on trajectory and not not saying he's there now. Okay. So, was Orr the best defenseman yes. of his era? Yes, no oh, question about okay. it. Okay, he was also revolutionary. That's the he was so different than what had come before him. Okay, let me ask you something. Back then, when Orr played, who were the top? Who were the top centermen at that time? Who were the top centermen at that time when Bobby Orr played? Oh, I'd have to go back. Lafleur. I no, mean, Guy Lafleur was a winger. Uh, well, okay. Who were the top wingers or or centers at that time? I'd have to go back and look. Okay. My question is this. Could Bobby Orr shut down a guy like Connor McDavid? Probably not. Then then I'm sorry, Kyle McCarr is a better defenseman. Period. He he made McDavid look ordinary. He made him look ordinary. The best player in the league, multiple heart trophies, Art War Ross trophies. He made him look Marginal. If Bobby Orr couldn't do that, I'm sorry. Then defensively, already, already, Makar is better he than. He was Orr. such a transcendent offensive talent, and so oh, I know, I know, and so revolutionary. I'm only talking about. I'm not going to solely base it on that. No, no, I know. I'm only basing it on defense right now. Offensively, offensively, that's where the argument could be that Orr was better. I'm not. I'm not debating that. A defenseman is a defense guy first. So if Orr could not shut down a Connor McDavid or a Wayne Gretzky or a Guy Lafleur or whoever, could he shut down Brian Trottier? Probably. Okay. But was Brian Trottier, did he have the same skills as a Connor McDavid? No. He, he was a heady, talented, instinctive, smart right. player who was advanced as kind of the avant-garde pick to be better better than Gretzky. When you're trying to throw out a hot take, it was, say, Brian Trottier's yep. a better player than Wayne Gretzky. Say it again? If you wanted to throw out the hot take then, you would take the avant-garde counter-argument and say, Brian Trottier's a better player than Wayne Gretzky. He was not. No. But it was one of those things you just throw out to try to get it going. Well, but we're we're not going to do that. So, Brian Trottier was probably more like a Joe Sackick. Is that fair yes. to say? Mm -hmm. Heady player, smart player, high high IQ. Not to suggest that uh, Wayne Gretzky was not that. And not the consummate scorer, but the setup man for Mike Bossy. With that, how would McCarr do against Joe Sackick? And Sackick is a heady, smart, clutch player with a great wrist shot. I'm evilly grinning because I would like to see Kale McCarr against Peter Forsberg. How do you think that would turn out? Give and take. How do you think that would turn out? Well, well Forsberg used to deliver preemptive hits. And I'd like to see him try that in Kale McCarr. Some guys have tried to do that a little bit. Right. But it'd be interesting to see if it worked. I mean, is it fair to say, looking at Connor McDavid, in his career, he hasn't had a lot of playoff success. This is his first time in the, in the Western Conference Finals. As far as pure talent, pure talent. I mean, would you compare Connor McDavid to Brian Trottier? Pure talent? He's probably got more pure talent than right. Brian Trottier. Right, but... As far as hockey IQ, not to take anything away from Connor McDavid, okay, who would you rather have? Probably Brian Trottier. 
because, he, made, he made the players around him better too. Well, I, I would I, I think it's fair to say Connor McDavid yes, has made Leon Dreisaitl far better. He yeah. made Evander Kane far better. Right, Drysdale is pretty darn good. It didn't need to be dragged along. Well, you well, you would make the same case about Yammer Yager. Yeah, with He's Mario Lemieux. Yeah. But but at the end of the day, people look at transcendent players in this game, and it pretty much goes in order like this: Gretzky, Crosby, McDavid. Right. Yeah. Okay. And McDavid got worked by Kale McCarr and Devin Taves. Got worked. He was he wasn't a non-factor, but he wasn't a big factor. He's also twenty-three or twenty-four years old. Okay, and so how old is McCarr? McCarr is twenty-three. Oh well, at least they're on the same page in terms of age. McDavid is about is would be uh, twenty-four, and McDavid's been in the league a lot longer than McCarr. So advantage. He's been in the league since two thousand fifteen. And when did McCarr come in? Eighteen. Two thousand nineteen. Well, there you go. So you have a guy but, but who McCarr played two years of college hockey too. Well, it's not the same level. The, no, but I mean he, he his timetable was different. Connor McDavid. McDavid's older. McDavid was drafted, yeah. came in directly to the right. NHL. Right. McCarr took two years to go to UMass. Here, Connor McDavid is more seasoned by far. Over, yes. over, and he, he seems a lot older. And he was not embarrassed. He got beat a lot by a kid younger than him with less experience defensively. But, he he got that puck poked away from him. The 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 way that McCarr hit angles on McDavid were McDavid with all here. Yeah. Okay, here's something else. If you lived on the moon and you flew to planet Earth and you didn't know anything about hockey and you watched the series, you would say the top Two players on the ice in order were McCarr and Nathan McKinnon. Yes. I don't think any reasonable person I, I would argue know. that. But here's the thing. McDavid here, had some pretty impressive moments in that series. Yeah, he, he had a few. Not a lot. Yes, that goal. Yes, that, yes, that, that classic goal. Look at the goal less than a minute of the game. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. But here's the thing about what what we hear about McDavid. For those that don't watch him on a regular basis, is it fair to say he skates like McKinnon? Yes. Did you see that in this series? Yeah, they skate differently, but they're both exceptional skaters. He didn't look that way in this series. He didn't look like a great skater in this series. He looked pedestrian, knowing how great he is. So you you ready to put Kale McCarr in the Hall of Fame right now? No. I'm saying he absolutely outplayed the guy many consider to be by far and away the best player. But the, in the Hall world. of Fame is a body of work body also. Oh, I no, I understand that. What I'm saying is if you believe that that Bobby Orr defensive do you believe Bobby Orr defensively? He was pretty darn good. Better than what McCarr is right now. No. There we go. So and offensively, McCarr just put up five points in a clinching game. And oh by the way, as far as their age goes the game is different now too though. Fair. Oh well more wide open then or yes. now. Now. It's more wide open now? Now. Well, how, how did the Oilers score like nine goals a game? Because they were so talented. <laughs> right. Well, offensively, you might have me on that. But then again, McCarr's career isn't over. But defensively, he's a better defenseman. Okay. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think that's an unfair, but you think it's more Paul Coffey. He's more like Paul Coffey now. Niedermeyer is another fair example. Coming up after the break. 
Avalanche, yep, they're going to the Stanley Cup Finals. How surprised are you at how easy it looked? And what's a better matchup, Rangers or Lightning? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at TFry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, many of the uh, listeners, many of our listeners and uh, viewers on milehighsports.com know I've been taking testosterone for well over five years, probably closer to seven or eight years. And honestly, it was a pain going to the doctor. It was a pain having to go get my blood work done and paying for it, which really stunk because that is not cheap at all. And I had to keep going to the pharmacy to pick up my prescriptions. Well, I discovered Low T99, the first all-inclusive treatment for just 129 bucks per month. There is another company out there that is trying to do the same thing, and they are more per month than Low T99. So let me just get that out there right now. What will Low T99 do for you? They send you the testosterone and the supplies every single month on the button. It's a FedEx package, and I just got another package yesterday by mail. And as you know, as I talked about, lab work can be pricey. I'm going in for lab work on Thursday. Guess what I'm paying? Nothing, because it's all-inclusive, 129 bucks a month. I don't go to the pharmacy anymore. It is convenient. As far as price goes, you cannot beat it in town. Again, somebody else is trying to do the same thing, probably stealing it from low T99. Well, if you're going to steal it from somebody, my suggestion, undercut them. Well, that's not what they did because they want to make more money. That's not the way low T99 works. That's why I work with them. Go to lowt99.com. That's lowt99.com. Again, lowt99.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience. Or find them online at rmeurosport.com. I think it's fair to say, Terry, game two against the Oilers looked easy. Yes, it did. Game three looked kind of easy. Game one was a shootout in which the Avalanche nearly blew a lead. And then we have rehashed throughout the show last night in which the Avs may have played that second period was awful. Yes, it was. They were down four to two. And then they flipped a switch and bang, dry sidle, misses an empty net. The Avs rush it the other way, and suddenly we have a hockey game. I don't want to say it was easy, but did it feel kind of easy considering it was a sweep? Yeah, it did. And I was I'm among those that was surprised that it was a sweep and also was surprised by how easy it looked. And I don't apologize or back down from that because you that's what I thought. You shouldn't. Why, why, why would you even say that? You don't have to apologize. People are wrong all the time. I'm wrong constantly. You are. Constantly. 
But I'll tell you when I'm wrong. And I'll even admit it on the air. Where a lot, I, This is what I find so interesting. Guys will make predictions, and what they'll do is they will trumpet their successes mm-hmm. and completely gloss over and bury all the stuff they were wrong on. If you're wrong, you're wrong. Just come on and say it. I'm not going to be right. All I the was time. wrong. I thought it was going to be a harder series than this, and I thought Edmonton was going to win one or two games. And that, in, in my mind, I guess I'm sitting here saying that, that was a mouth-dropping achievement that reminded me they're, they, how, how good they really are. They are really good. Right. You know, we were st- thinking at the start of the season when the, the start was 4-5-1 and one, that maybe there were some problems with this team. Maybe they lost some depth. From this, from last year, they did. Team. They did lose depth. They had three: Brandon Saad, Belmar. I thought that losing Sanskoy. I thought losing Saad was going to be a big deal. But then, what does Sackick do with the trade deadline? Talk about pulling every right lever. Are you kidding? Everything that he did at the trade line deadline has worked, and all of those guys who were picked up, the Tuchkin, no, 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 not him. Um, the guy who scored the game Lekinen. winning. Lekkinen. Lekkinen, Manson. Yeah. Uh, Game-winning goal Sturm, by Manson. Sturm has been a little bit of a disappointment. Yeah, but... But Le- they got him for Tyson Jost, who was right. probably not going to step up to be a, as prominent a player as the Avalanche. How team. often, at the trade deadline, do you pick up a pair of guys, one scores the game-winning goal to clinch a series, and the other guy, who's not a big scorer, scores a game-winning goal with six seconds left in a game, to win a game. And I also think we're probably not giving Joe Sackick enough credit for uh, Nichushkin because he was his career seemed to be at a standstill or right. worse. Right. And the Avalanche took a chance on him and he's been a revelation. Right. And I and honestly it surprised the heck out of me. How much there, there was no reason to believe that he was capable of it. How much credit do you give to Bednar for bringing out the best in all of these guys? Quite a bit. Me and too. I, I think part of it is his background was as an e, as a minor league player in the ECHL with the with the South Carolina Stingrays, and then being an assistant coach and a head coach at that level, then being an assistant coach at the AHL level, and being a head coach at the AHL level, and he learned how to be a teacher. He learned how to be a teacher, and I think that shows in everything he does. I'll tell you what I find to be interesting about Sackick. Joe Cool, right? Joe Cool, who would skate by his bench when the game was tied in overtime and say, I got this. And most of the time he did, right? Yep. Un- here, the word is unflappable. Joe Sackick is a player, unflappable. And, and also Joe- quoteless. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> you, I'll let you say that, which you just did, but I'm not going to necessarily. I mean, he was not quoteless when talking about his fantasy football team. No. I mean, he, you, you couldn't shut him up. Or the Seattle Mariners. Right. Uh, right. Uh, as far as Jared Bednar goes, unflappable. In the microwave society that we live in, in which we want things to happen fast, and we want the trigger pulled on this guy or this guy really quickly, the fact that both these guys are so unflappable, it, when, the ste- when the sea is stormy, and they just find a way to remain calm through the stormy sea, I think that is a huge reason why this team is in the Stanley Cup final. I would tie that to Jared Bednar in the sense of Joe Sackick having incredible patience with Bednar in several junctures in which, under normal NHL circumstances, he would have been fired. And he, you know, 
He would have said, well, you know, he did a pretty good job, but it's time for a change. Well, you know what? Then the credit goes to Josh Kroenke because Joe Sackick was almost fired. He, that that bad season they yeah. had, what, 15-16? Yeah, they had 48 points and they were scraping the top, the, the top of the salary ceiling. I was told, I was told by a, an impeccable source, and I'll tell you who it is in the break, that if the Avs were not good the following season, Sackick would have been gone, no doubt about it. I think that's almost self-evident, though. If they had, if they had followed up a 48-point season, historically awful, but from Josh Kroenke's position, especially abominable because they were, they were pushing the top of the salary cap. Right. That's the worst possible combination. That's the worst bank. For is the it, Bucks isn't season. that why Landeskog wound up on this team to reach the floor? Yeah, he was that sound right number to you? two, the number two draft choice. Right, but maybe my facts are wrong, but I don't know if they necessarily wanted to put him on the roster at 19 or 18, whenever it was, but in order to reach the floor yeah. of the cap, yeah. they had to put him on. Does he that sound a, right to you? Yeah, yes, it does, and he was the captain the next year. Right. It was I, just an incredible sequence. Of I got to tell you, when they won last night, I thought of two things. And I'm I'm curious to know what you thought of when they when they I'll start with you when they scored that goal and you see all the guys mobbing each other and then you see you know Landeskog skating towards the cup and Eric Johnson right next to him arm around him McKinnon flanking Landeskog on the other side what did you think for all the years you've been covering hockey in the Avalanche I wrote for Colorado Hockey Now a piece on. The survivors of that 2016-17. That's what they are, survivors. And so I, I, I wrote about Landis God. I wrote about the five of them. J.T. Comper is one of them. That's right. Actually, is the one we keep overlooking. The pride of Northbrook, Illinois, where I'm from. Okay. Uh, is it going to be a sign? Home of J.T. Comper? No, because... Home of Stanley Cup champion, J.T. Comper. No, because there are a lot of guys from Northbrook who have, have so, plenty of accomplishments. And and Eric Johnson is getting a lot of attention now because he's the longest tenured Avalanche player. Uh, he came in an early 2011 trade right before the Avalanche, then in the next summer, drafted Gabriel Landeskog. And you and I both agree, if the Avs win the Cup, it'll be a Ray Bork moment. I think so. I, th- I, I would guarantee to it. To Eric Johnson. I guarantee it. It will go to him next because McKinnon, for as hot as he runs, he is, and you have pointed this out, for as hot as he runs, and those around the organization know it, in practice everywhere, mm-hmm. he has sh- completely shelved his ego. Not to say he had a big one, but when you have a guy who runs hot, their ego tends to get in the way and they have become polar opposite with the type of personality he has. He has completely shelved his ego for public display. That is not an expression of cynicism on my part. I'm saying it, there is some, That's right. there is some method to his madness in, in right. all of that. Right. He's the best player in the world, arguably off and on. He's one of the best three players in the world. And he, he, has, he has shelved his ego. Who would you rather have, McCarr or McKinnon, if you had to start a team tomorrow? Well, yeah, I, I think I would take McCarr. Well, then how can he be one of the three or four but best players in the world? But he's Because I'm projecting. McCarr is 23 years old. Nathan okay. McKinnon is 26. Yeah. Connor McDavid is 20, only 25. Right. And so I, I would, if you pose me that question, and I, it always bothers me, and you and I have talked about this before, 
when you when you're given an either or sure you're you're interpreted as trashing the other one. You know what you call that? Sports talk radio. <laughs> Two guys sitting on a bar stool. I'll tell you what I thought when I watched everything unfold, guys mobbing each other after the goal, Landis Gogs uh, skating to the to the trophy after winning the Western Conference. I thought two things. One, how back then people were aghast that a 19-year-old was named Captain, and people said he's way too young for I this. I thought Eric Johnson should be the captain. There we go. I, and I okay. said so. There we go. So, But people were like, a 19-year-old? Are you nuts? Now, granted, he was a captain of other teams mm -hmm. coming up to the Avalanche. And the other thing he I He was a captain in the OHL. Correct. And the other thing I thought of is, and I remember this day really well. I was in, ironically, Northbrook. I was at my mother's house. I was standing outside waiting for an Uber to take me to the airport. And I'm on Twitter and I read, Patrick Waugh quits. Mm -hmm. And Bednar is going to be named the new head coach. And I'm thinking. No, Bednar was a couple weeks later. Okay. You're right. I read about Waugh quitting on the team. But then Bednar gets named, and we're all like, who in the hell is this guy? It came down to him and Lane Lambert, who's now the coach of the Islanders. Right. So you you flash back to your point. Why isn't Eric Johnson the captain? And I'm watching Landis Scott skate to the cup with the C on his sweater. Yeah. And then I'm looking at Jared Bednar, and everyone's saying, who in the hell is this guy? And then they have a 48-point season. He had never been a part of an a, uh, NHL team until he coached for the Colorado Avalanche. Right. He so, had never coached in the NHL. He had never played in the NHL. He worked for organizations as their AHL head coach, but he had not played or coached in the actual NHL. And that's literally out of nowhere. Of course, he was coming off a Calder Trophy. Right. With the uh, Lake Erie Monsters, right? That so, was kind of his, his, uh, and he he had won at the ECHL level, level too. So he was demonstrably a winner and also a teacher by having taught right at, at the various levels of the game. But it still was a tough sell. And if if it was my correct me if I'm wrong because I'm going way back. Was it Bednar was much better with the younger players and the veterans weren't that crazy about him. Nathan McKinnon had his moments with him early on. Right. Uh, rolling his eyes on the bench. And at one point, at one point, Bednar even benched him for part of a game. Right. And so he got his message across. And I think in the long run, Nathan McKinnon gained respect for him out of all of that. So two moves that were heavily criticized by fans in the media, hiring Bednar, and everyone knew Landis Scott would probably be pretty good. He was the second overall pick in the draft. But people criticized, you're asking a 19-year-old to lead your team. And now look at 2020. It took many years to get here, and I understand it. But those are two great well, stories where nobody truly believed these guys could get the job done. One is a head coach. The other one is a captain. Landis Gog has admitted many times, though, that he went through some rough periods as captain. He, he did. Had, he had some learning to do, and he, yep. he learned the hard way in some instances. Yeah. But he's a better captain now for having gone through that. Coming up after the break, so Landis Gog skates to the Western Conference Final Trophy. He puts his hand on it. McKinnon puts his hand on it. Before that, though, they asked Joe Sackick, what should we do? And Sackick said, do whatever you want. So both of those guys touched the cup. Nobody else did. Do you believe in that superstition? Sackick well, carried that cup, by the way. Yes, he did. Right. We'll talk about... 
Should that be a superstition? Then again, you just blew right by the stop sign of the tease that he carried the cup. So, tease. Radio would call it a tease. That's next. I seem to be struck by you. I want to make you move because you're standing still. If your body matches what your eyes can do, you're Desperate for changing stuff. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T Fry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. Before the trophy presentation, a bunch of guys huddled around Joe Sackick and said, uh, should we touch the cup? And he said, do whatever you want. And you accurately pointed out. I think Eric Johnson was the one who was doing the asking mostly with Landis Gog and McKinnon. Right. And when Joe says, do what you want. Right. Do as I do. Because Joe had touched that trophy, picked it up, and carried it. Right. Right. At so, one point. So the only guys who put their hands on it were Landis Gog and McKinnon. If you were an Avs player, would you have put your hand on it? Yes, I would have. Me too. It, Nathan McKinnon said it in the postgame news conference himself. We have pointed out how every step of the way he's, he said, this is just one step. But he also let it slip last night that, he said, you need to enjoy the journey, too. That's mm. part of enjoying the journey, in my mind. Although you can maybe make the bizarre argument that, that shunning the trophy, giving it a kind of a, an aura of untouchability, is, adds to the journey itself, but I don't think so at all. I'll, I'll use another analogy. Um, and this is something I failed to do during my television career. I, I wanted to climb the mountain fast. Mm-hmm. I wanted to climb it successfully to get to where I wanted to go. And I did everything I wanted to in television, but I never stopped and turned around to enjoy the view. Mm -hmm. Okay. So McKinnon is saying, I want to turn around and enjoy the view just very, very briefly. There are other superstitions in sports. You don't talk to the pitcher when a no hitters going on. Do you believe in superstitions like this? And I'm going to give you a stat that you may or may not know. Of the last 14 teams or 14 years, something like that, or it could be seven years or 14 years, meaning Eastern Conference, mm -hmm. Western Conference, eight of the teams that did not touch the trophy. Who keeps track of this stuff? Where do I find this crap? Google. Apparently. Of the 14 teams that won a Stanley Cup title, Eight of them chose not to touch the conference championship trophy. So it's really split. So there's really no there's really no data no. that backs up. It's really just in your head. Instead of instead of enjoying the journey, enjoying the run, that that just complicates matters unnecessarily. But people but sometimes with superstitions, 
there is a mental thing that's involved. Well, well go th- ahead. there also could be kind of a, a, a little air of self-deprecation. We're kind of teasing ourselves a right. little bit. We know this is stupid, right. but we're going to abide by it anyway. Right. It, it's kind of like, I, I, I like to play golf. So if I'm hitting well off the tee, and let's say on the first tee, we're playing, I'm playing with three other friends. And let's say I par a hole and the other three guys bogey the hole. All right. In theory, I get honors for the second tee. Mm-hmm. But if I boom one off the tee and I par that hole and the other three guys bogey, I, I, I almost refuse to be the, I do not take honors. I want to go last. I want to continue. That's pretty weird. Well, it's superstition. That's what it is. I want to keep that going. I don't want to be the first one. I want to be the last one because that's what worked for me. If I was the first one and I parted it and they bogeyed it, I okay, I would get that honor to go first, right? So I would continue with that. But once that superstition is broke, mm-hmm. it, all bets are off. No, but I want to keep it consistent. Do your fellow golfers chew you out and... No, make fun of you. I, I almost always, I almost always, when I tee off, you can ask Mandy this because I really think it's the gentlemanly thing to do to let other people tee off in front of you. Anyway, I never want honors, even when I have it. No, you go ahead. It's okay. Okay. I just think it's a gentleman. But but if something's going on, like like if I if I'm on a string of like four pars in a row, and I'm carrying my putter a certain way to the green, I will continue to carry it that way. Are you one of those guys who takes great care to the point of excess, to the point of excess, to not step in somebody's line on a green? Well, you're not supposed to do that anyway, ever. That that that's not a superstition. You never step in somebody's line because you're talking about the gentlemanly, gentlemanly traditions of golf. Well, yeah, you never step in somebody's line because if your footprint could could, could change the role of the ball, it make I think it makes a role closer, better, closer to the hole. <laughs> I don't want you walking through there. Walk down. Yeah. So, so I'm giving like a ramp. Yes. Like like a slide. So it goes right in and then take my feet and like put them in like a See, like, is, like like in an A formation and then it'll funnel right into the hole. Yeah, that assumes that you're 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 putting to the right spot anyway. Yeah. That never happens. Right. What do we have coming up on Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it? Colorado Rockies in action this evening, uh, taking on a team they've had quite a bit of trouble with this season. And we've got some more news from MLB to touch on as well out west. So we'll talk about Joe Madden and the Rockies next, right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry on My High Sports. Can we forget about the things I said when I was drunk? Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at T Fry, at Eric Goodman. You're looking for a wholesale lumber to the public. Go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. 
is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Just in case you missed it, shout out to Brendan Rogers, who uh, yesterday was named the NL Player of the Week. The Colorado Rockies tonight taking on the San Francisco Giants in the Bay Area, 7.45 p.m. Mountain Time. Herman Marquez on the mound for Colorado. Carlos Rodon for San Francisco. Any thoughts on the Rockies? Well, you know, when Freeland and Marquez are both 1-5 and five and struggling, that just tells you they've really got to get it going to have any shot at being decent the rest of the season. Right, I'm going to let everybody see the little man behind the curtain. Um, when you are currently sitting eight games under 500 and you're buried in your own division, you have no shot of making the playoffs, I'm sorry, but you don't get airtime on this show. <laughs> you don't. There's nothing to talk about. Is this your vetoing, Danny? No, no. What I'm saying is, for me, about a segment. Yeah, we could talk about it just in case you missed it. That's fine. We'll spend a minute and a half on it. But you don't get a segment unless you just want us to bitch about you. You don't even want to talk about Rogers' home runs? It's great. They were nice. They were, they How were about nice the party runs. deck? Uh, well, the party deck has nothing to do with uh, baseball. But the, but the point is, is that when you're that bad, I'm sorry, uh, you, you, you are, you're not going to get airtime on this. You, you have to be at least decent. And when you're crapping all over yourself again, and we knew this was going to happen, the only thing we could do is be negative, and I don't want to sit and be negative about a team that's doing exactly what the, we thought they would do. You don't get the airtime. I'll talk about you during spring my, training. My, my tongue is tied. I'll, I'll talk about you during spring training because you haven't lost a game yet and you haven't won a game yet. Now, if you're telling me that one of these guys uh, goes on a home run tear in which he hits seven and seven games, yeah, then I think we should talk about it. But other than that, those are little side stories that we Rogers know. Rodgers might do it. Well, good. Let's let's talk about him considering he's underachieved his entire career. He's the Ian Stewart of 2022. Now, that's a cheap shot. Not a cheap shot. Brendan Rodgers was this highly, highly touted, untouchable guy. Is that fair to say? The, the Rockies have had a lot of untouchable guys. No. Uh, Brendan Rodgers and Ian Stewart topped the list as long as I've been here. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, can't get rid of Ian Stewart. Guy didn't even like to play baseball. Brendan Rodgers, how long have we been hearing about this guy? How about Chris Bryant? Well, Chris Bryant's out. I know. There's nothing to talk about. He's out. I still think it was a good signing. He's just not playing. He's got to get on the field to prove it is a good sign. If he gets on the field and they start winning, yes, we'll start talking about it. I'd rather talk Avalanche. I'd rather talk Broncos. And what are the Nuggets going to do during the well, offseason? What do you think Kyle Freeland needs to do to get straightened out? I just Pitch roll. better? Go ahead, Danny. Just in case you missed it, the Los Angeles Angels fired manager Joe Madden today after losing 12 games in a row, dropping below 500 after a hot start. Is this an overreaction by the Angels to a late May, early June slump, or do the high expectations for a team with Mike Trout and Shohei Otani justify the move? We might be seeing the end of the senior citizen manager phenomenon. I think they may go back to the more traditional route for your manager's Well, I don't mean this literally, but this is the saying. For Joe Madden, his 15 minutes of fame might be up. 
He was great with Tampa. He was obviously great with the Cubs, but you brought it up, his age. Maybe he doesn't relate to players like he used to. And he is kind of quirky as a manager anyway. I kind of enjoyed that because he didn't follow the book. Right. There's something to be said for that. Well, now he's looking for a new job. Where could he go? I'm sure somebody will find find a way to hire him. Listen, it's not like he's not going to be unhirable. Somebody, I believe, will probably take a chance on him, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. I have very little doubt that's going to happen. All right, uh, that was Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it. They always have fantastic specials going on, and here is the one that you're definitely going to want to check out. Right now, all 750 milliliter domestic wines are 15% off, and don't forget, Argonaut delivers to the Denver metro area, and if your delivery is over 100 bucks or more, it is free. If you work downtown but live in the suburbs, find them off of Colfax. Pick up something, see why they're so fantastic, and then drive home. If you live downtown, listen, you know they're off of Colfax. They're fantastic. When I lived down there, that was the only place that I went. See why Westward calls Argonaut, the best liquor store in Denver, five years running. Find them on Colfax or go to ArgonautLiquor.com. That's going to do it for us. Nolan, Danny, great job today. Same with you, Terry. We'll do it again tomorrow. Make it the best possible night you can. Shop at the top of four seasons Kid Rock and I'm the